Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you all to this very special episode of The China Shop presented to you by the Keys and Anklets podcast. Um, in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, race as it pertains to the lifestyle. And I'm going to be joined in this episode by three other black men with a wealth of experience. Now, due to the length of this episode, we're actually going to split it up into two parts. So once you get done with the first part, you can go to uh, part two of this episode because it would have been entirely too long to have on one episode. So with that being said, I look forward to you enjoying this and can't wait to hear what everybody thinks about it. Thank you. You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everybody. How you doing out there? This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And what I have for you tonight is a special installment of the China Shop. And what we're going to be doing tonight is tackling a topic head on, uh, dealing with race in this lifestyle. You know, even though I've often said that this lifestyle is not specifically uh, centered around interracial dynamics, we all know it plays a big part of it. It's a big chunk of that pie. So I wanted to have a frank and honest and raw discussion about it. So I invited, uh, you know, my three partners on here to talk to me, you know, talk with me about it. And uh, combined, you're looking at over 80 years in this lifestyle. So we know what we're talking about. So I got my man Pagan. Pagan, why not you say what's up? What's up, everybody? It's a pleasure. All right. I got my man, Dimitri. Why don't you say what's up? What's up, everyone? All right. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Mocha. What's going on, everybody? All right. So as we said, man, this this is about to get real. I mean, I don't want nobody to pull no punches. We ain't worried about hurting nobody's <laughs> feelings. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of chatter. You said that. There's a lot of chatter going on out there. And... A lot of people speaking for us and not saying we represent everybody, but I feel like we all have opinions that can be taken with a lot of weight because there's not much that we haven't seen or experienced, you know I'm saying, in this lifestyle, meaning we're not neophytes to this. We're not, you know, we're not guys coming in who are misguided. We're not guys that are in this looking for love. You know, we we see it for what it is and all of us are very successful at what we do. We don't have no problems or issues. And I'm sure if you were to go through the people that we've dealt with, most people would have nothing but good things to say about us. You know what I'm saying? We're all cats mm-hmm. that, that promote good karma. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, uh, the first thing that I want to bring up, and like I said, we're all going to speak our piece on this. So we're not, there are no time constraints. You, you say what's on your mind, and we're going to bounce it back and forth. Like I said, this is going to be a real and honest conversation. So the first thing that I want to bring up is the terminology in the lifestyle. Be it, let's, let's start with BBC. You know what I'm saying? Big black cop. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to let, you know, Dimitri, won't you, like when you hear that, how does that make you feel? What are your thoughts on it? Does it has it does it bother you? Has it ever bothered you? Did you have to learn how to 
get cool with it? Like, what are your thoughts on that particular term? Well, yes, the term actually did bother me at first because it was, a, it was personal to me, but I couldn't really fault the general populace about it because it was also a term that they learned on their own definition, by their own definition. But to me, you know, I felt like I was alone in this, you know, in this fight to let everyone know that's within the lifestyle. Uh, I'm not just a typical BBC. You know, I want you to see a gentleman above any and everything that just happened to be well-equipped with a BBC. You know, if you want just a BBC, you know, to me, you tell me that you just want, you know, any Joe Blow, you know, someone you, you won't speak or, you know, say hello to in public. You can't take to a dinner. You can't be around your friends with or have a friendly relationship with him outside the lifestyle. You know, that's where the term, just the general term BBC come, I mean, mean to me. So that's why I've been pushing and preaching and trying to walk that part. Let everyone know, put BBC behind me first. You see a gentleman, you see a black man, you see a strong man, you see a fierce man that's well equipped with a BBC. That's what, that's my personal take on it. All right. Uh, Pagan, anything you want to add to that? That same question posed to you. I mean, is it something that bothered you? Did it ever bother you? Did you have to learn to get cool with it? Like, what what goes through your mind when you hear that term? Um, I didn't have to adjust and get cool with it. Um, but I'll, I'll just say this. Like, uh, Dimitri articulated it really well. Um, none of us would even be on this podcast with you if that was all it was, was just BBC. There's there's so many other aspects to to who we are. But I just have to tell you this, and this will come up as you hear me answer questions. <laughs> um, I, I'm relaxed about this. Um, and uh, when I hear a term like that, there was nothing to adjust to. Um, the objectification aspect of it, which is built into that that term, um, I have no problem with because I don't have any problem being objectified in certain situations. Uh, it turns me on. So there's that. So like the term BBC is fine with me. Um, and there's a lot of terms I'm fine with in the scenarios that we get involved in that I wouldn't want yelled at me on the street. Um, but in the bedroom is a completely different situation. So I've always been comfortable with it. I've always liked it. Um, and you know, it applies. So, you know, wear like a crown. There's <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. All right. Uh, Mr. Mocha, your, your thoughts on that brother. <laughs> Well, the the question, how do you feel about being called BBC? I mean, the same way I feel about being called the handsome man. When you see me, just like when we see a woman, I mean, you call a woman a redhead, you call her blonde, you call her pretty. They call me BBC. So... My thought on it is when you see me, just like any other person, you may be attracted to me because you know or you think I have a big black cop. But it's my job to show you that I'm more than that. I mean, I don't expect anyone to look at me and go, wow, you're a really handsome man. Oh, I don't want to objectify you. No, I want to be a handsome man. 
And the term BBC itself never offends me because it was never designed to be offensive. Like, have you ever heard some woman get mad at some guy? She just dumped them and yelled out, fuck you with your big clock, your big cock. No, <laughs> I mean, like no man anywhere is ever going to be offended for having a big dick. So if you look at me and you see me and you say, wow, that's a BBC. I'm OK with that. And to me, it's not anyone's responsibility not it's no one's responsibility to treat me differently once they realize that I'm a BBC because any human being that I come into contact with under any context once you've engaged with me it's my job to show you that I'm more than a, a BBC and if you leave any interaction with me and you still view me as just a big dick then I didn't leave an impression on you but Everybody on this podcast has gotten into a lot of doors because of what we're packing. And so, you know, I'm never going to, I'm never going to underappreciate that because to me, I think that's something that pretty women do. Pretty women can get into the club for free. They get shit bought from all the time. And then they go, oh no, you're just treating me this way because I got a pretty face. You're fucking right. You're fucking right. That's why you that's why you got into the club because you got a pretty face. That's how you wound up in my house. Now, now, if you get into my house for pretty face and you show me you have more, you can leave my house being a pretty face and wow, what a person. Or yeah, I'm only gonna call her back the fucker because the only thing she has is a pretty face. So do I mind someone looking at me and seeing a BBC if they've never interacted with me? <laughs> Fuck no. Let's have it. Treat me like meat because it's my job to make you treat me differently. Real talk. Real talk. Yeah. yeah. It's one thing that, you know, he made me think of. What's what is the problem with it? Because like you said, nobody yells that out as an insult. So it's not probably the big and it's not probably the cock. What do you got a problem with? Is it that black is attached to it? So then maybe your issue. It is might be a thing where maybe maybe you maybe you should think about what is your issue? Is it the issue of being objectified? If, if you are offended by it, obviously, it doesn't seem like any of us are. But for those of those people out there that wonder why we're not offended or that are offended, why are you offended? Because, like, you know, Mr. Mocha pointed out, it's big cock is not an offensive term usually. Is it because black is attached to it and you feel like that means that there's something wrong with using that term and just like do the soul searching and figure out like, what is your real issue? So maybe your real issue is about the race thing or your real issue could be about nothing about race. It could be about the objectification. I don't think it's right to objectify me or it could be a combination. I don't feel it's right to objectify me because of my race. So just ask yourself the questions of why you have an issue with those things and then approach other people like us that have a different perspective and just be open-minded. It doesn't mean we have to change your mind, but be open-minded. And as Michael pointed out, not start off with this place that a lot of people start off with. And granted, it's the internet is where these things happen. But there's a bit of like vitriol or self-righteousness about, well, this is clearly wrong or this is clearly right, as opposed to listening and, and having a conversation. So it's just, it made me think that when he said that, and this is why I'm glad we're, we're having this discussion. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll kind of uh, back clean up here and all you cucks get the smile off your face. 
Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a, 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 you know, kind of in lockstep with with Pagan in in this regard, and that, you know, I come into all of this with a fetish background, with a BDSM background, and so I understand that. We all have fetishes. We've had fetishes since 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 we were little. I mean, we've been around fetishes. I mean, who didn't have an uncle that liked women with big butts? I mean, you know, guys in the neighborhood mm-hmm. that liked a woman with who was bow legged, or women that had a gap in her teeth, or you know, mm-hmm. hey, bow leg. Right. You know, guys that liked red bones, or guys that like them dark skin. I mean, like we've always been around people that had something that caught their eye, and you know, like one of you alluded to earlier. What happens in the real world for me is different than what happens in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like in the bedroom, it could be all that BB nasty, freaky talk we want. But how do you treat me outside the bedroom? You know what I'm saying? Do you treat me like an individual? Do you treat me like a human being? Or do you treat me like that's all I bring to the table? And like uh, uh, Mr. Mocha said, I take it upon myself to show you that there's more to me than that. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. not a, 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 a one-dimensional character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm fully rendered in 3D, high definition. There's a lot to me. But like he said, if that gets me through the door, I'm fine with that. Because I, I welcome that opportunity to show you that, okay, there's more to me than just that. I mean, when I, if, if that's what got me through the door, cool. But when I leave, you're going to have an entirely different perspective. I mean, so I I welcome that challenge of, okay, let me show this. Because my thing is, maybe they haven't encountered somebody like me before. I'm saying that's how I look at it. Like, maybe I'm the first person that looks at it this way. Maybe the other guys that they came across were, were, were fine being just that. And they didn't seek to be anything more than that. You're not going to get that with me. Now, we can play like that, but I'm still going to take the opportunity to show you that there's more to me than that. You're going to get the full Michael experience so that if I leave, if you still choose to see me that way, now you've just kind of shown your hand and I might not call you again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because well, it's I'm, like, I'm confused on that point. What's up, This brother? is where I'm confused at. If I show up because I'm your fantasy and I, I think that the, the where a lot of people take it wrong is that even in the term BBC, usually when someone is looking for the BB, a BBC, at least the ones who I've encountered over the last 20 years, they are looking at me with almost reverence. They're looking at me. They're impressed. They're looking at me as the thing that they fantasize about the most. So that being said, that's where I have a challenge figuring out where the problem is, because even if I leave your house and you still see me as a BBC, you're still looking at me as a thing that's the most desirable to you, which is where my, if it was ever used in a negative, in a negative way, if it was ever used as an insult, because like Pagan said, 
I'm proud of being black. I'm proud of having a big black dick. That being said, there's nothing about that's offensive to me. And like, how many times have you walked into a place as the quote unquote BBC and saw all the wives staring at you with desire (laughs) and all the men, the husbands looking at you, hoping that their wife is the one that gets you. So I go back to this. Where is the problem? Even if I leave and I'm still just a BBC that fulfilled your fantasies that you want to come back to fulfill your fantasies again, because which one of us has never fucked some hot blonde, hot redhead, hot red bone, whatever it may be. And even if she was smart as shit, we didn't give a fuck. We just wanted that fantasy. You know, I had, I I verbally berated a very close friend of mine a few months back. She's a very, very attractive girl. And she's like, well, I don't like the fact that, I went to this interview and the guy, he, I think he wanted to hire me because I was attractive. And I'm like, you're one of the smartest fucking people I know. So you're going to be upset that you got through the door on your looks, but there's a good chance that in a year you're going to be his fucking boss. So you're going to throw away all of that because you don't want to feel like he just hired me because of my looks. I don't give a fuck. Go in there and prove yourself. Go show them who the fuck you are. So for me, the whole concept of listen, we laugh at women who go, who does, who do that. Oh, well, he's just looking at me like a piece of meat. The fuck I look like as a man feeling like someone's a woman's looking at me like a piece of meat. I'm ready to whip the meat out. If you're looking at me like a piece of meat, (laughs) you're paying homage to me because I'm black. And then let's look at the fact that how many people worship the BBC, who ever come to you and refer to you as a BBC? And when they refer to it, they said it to you, they were talking down to you. Now, there's always the exception, but statistically speaking, 99% of the people who says BBC are saying it with a smile and some wet fucking panties. I don't find the problem. Well, the problem is there's a flip side of that coin, you know, you have you holding that label BBC can also close doors for you, or if you do happen to get in that door, you may be overpriced, or there may be a, a another person that may may or may not want this woman to engage with a BBC. You know, mm-hmm. those are the problems I'm talking about. You know, having holding that kind of BBC is a badge of honor, mm-hmm. but also it can be a hindrance to you also. So, Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, like you said, Mr. Mocha, you know, it's my responsibility to prove to you, not prove, but just, you know, show who I am more than the BBC. Mm-hmm. I get that. But I'm talking about those doors for the general masses that will stand away from you because you're a BBC. And what they see, BBC is your physical. But what about your marital character? What if that 99% is great on you, but that 1% that you're trying to get into says, fuck no, because he's just a BBC. Mm-hmm. You know, that 1%, that 1% could be a life changer for you, for the greater, but that 1% don't accept BBC or welcome BBC in his world. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the 
fight and to prove and go extra harder to prove to him that you are BB, you are you're more than the BBC. No, I'm just saying that one, that top one percent, can influence or possibly sway that ninety nine percent to not fuck with you because you are a BBC. I feel that that's true. That's what I'm talking about. It's great to have all those attributes and traits of a positive realm about the current BBC. But once you flip that coin, it's still equal on the same side, but in a negative turn, negative way. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think that one thing that we all kind of bring to the table, having seen what we've seen, and I'm sure I'm not the only person uh, that looks at it this way, is I think one of the things that makes it easier for us to think the way that we do is we're all strong black men. I'm saying like we, we, we have a very strong sense of self. In other words, I'm not in this lifestyle for any kind of validation. I'm not in this lifestyle for anybody to validate me or prove to me that I am who I see when I look in the mirror every day. And with Mm -hmm. that being said, if someone does take that position that Dimitri spoke on real talk, that's just not going to phase me. Like I will erase you and I'm not going to lose any. That's you. That's you dwelling in your own ignorance or that may just be your choice. I mean, I've, I've, mm-hmm. we've been in a lifestyle long enough where we've come across somebody's profile and they'll, they'll have it written. Wife has no interest in black men. <laughs> cool. We, we all have our preferences of what we like and what we don't like. So I'm not going to sit here and say I have my preferences, but knock someone else for having their preference. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying we, you know, those people are on a sexually based website and maybe she has no interest in black men sexually. Now, they're not saying that we don't, we don't want to be friends with, you know, black men or we don't want to have black men in our lives. Just on that site, they're saying the wife has no interest in playing with black men. So I'm not in this lifestyle for any kind of validation. I mean, nothing, there is nothing that you can say to me that's going to make me devalue myself. So as long as I'm getting what I want, and you getting what you want and we having a good time, you know, that's a, you know, that's a, it's a mutual exchange. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm nobody's victim. And that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to put this together because I hear people talking, but very rarely have I heard black men speaking up. I'm saying, and I didn't want to do this on Twitter and be limited to X number of characters. And, you know, I, I don't do that. I'm saying I wanted to have a discussion and talk intelligently about it and hear different viewpoints on it. I'm saying so that maybe the people listening will learn something and understand that there's a difference between a guy in this lifestyle who's just looking to get laid, who might not understand all the intricacies that are involved and somebody who is a fully formed bull. And yeah. every aspect of the word, someone who exemplifies that, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully what we're able to do is paint a picture so that people can recognize when they are in a presence of one. Like, cause when you are in the presence yeah. of one, you better value the fuck out of it because we oh, don't, yeah. we don't grow on trees. Yeah. Black mm-hmm. dicks may be a dime a dozen, but men like us we're not part of that dozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just I don't know if you got to move on, Michael, but can I just speak on Go something ahead. you just said? Speak your mind, brother. Because 
first of all, I love the fact that like there's a spectrum just within the four of us in terms of like points of view, which is exactly what I was hoping this would be. Um, cause you, you, you get in your own bubble and how you think about things and you hear somebody else articulate it and you understand it better. The, the one thing that you mentioned, Michael, is you said you're, we're very comfortable in our own skin. It's not unrelated to being a bull, obviously, that you sometimes tend to be. These guys are mostly dominant. Like Mr. Mocha says, statistically, 99.9%. That means you usually are self-assured. Basically, somebody in your life taught you that you have worth and you kept that. That, though, I think gives what I would call for people like us, the luxury to play with race in a way that I have to admit another man with another experience than mine doesn't have the luxury to play with race. He, he doesn't have the ability to just be light about it and use it for his fun and his fetishes because he's had experiences that have informed who he is and what he thinks is sexy is not necessarily related to those things. So he hears BBC and he hears something different than me. And for me, I'm going to be honest, it's a toy I use. You know what I mean? And so I do respect the other points of view because I've, I've literally had in my parties with the four horsemen, you have some guys from like the South that'll come into my group. And they have very different experiences with race a lot of times. And I can palpably see the difference than an East Coaster like me. And it is a very interesting thing um, that, you know, certain things that are extremely charged racially are toys that rappers use and white kids are, you know, screaming in their car. Mm -hmm. There's a big spectrum there. There's a huge spectrum. And it's not about the word. It's about you. Just know that it's you. And then if you are on one end or the other, that's fine. I have no beef with you. But my only thing is, and what this podcast I hope is going to help with is when you start going out of your skin and telling other people about what's right and wrong in this, I think then you have a responsibility to be educated and to have listened to something like this and heard some points of view and formed your opinion. Um, because, you know, then you're going out into the world and we've all seen these posts. And to the other point that I wanted to just point out that Michael, I think is beautiful. Black men have not been speaking up about this and who gets the brunt of the, you know, downside, let's call it conservatively, like online are women that like BBC, the couples that are into that. They're the ones being told that there's something wrong with them and that they're racist and all that stuff. And if we are silent, they just take all that abuse because they're white or another race than black and they can't speak up for themselves because that's the way the world works right now. So I think that this is a really important thing we're doing by just speaking up whatever our point of view is. No, no doubt. Now, obviously, this is something that we could <laughs> we could speak on for a long time, but I do want to kind of move this forward and talk about another term that's widely used and i'm curious to hear what each of you brothers think about it queen of spades you know what i'm saying pagan <laughs> pagan i'm gonna let you take the mic first what is what does that term mean to you what does it say to you what do you think about a woman who uses it where's your where's your your, your headspace on that term uh queen of spades is a, is a special thing i mean I'm very literal, maybe. So when I hear it, I think exactly what it is, which is a woman who has a preference for black men. 
was the definition of it that already puts me in a headspace as you can imagine <laughs> so the and the women that I have encountered that are that the energy that they have towards that dynamic is I'll use the word unparalleled I haven't personally experienced something like it um I will say this real quick and pass the mic if uh, I, one of my superpowers that I'm trying to hone is thinking about the other person's point of view that I disagree with and trying to argue from their side and just understand it. Queen of spades is a very interesting term. If you're going to use a term and just like uh, I think uh, Mr. Mocha pointed out, BBC was like it was there before I came into the scene. So I didn't make it up. So I'm just grabbing onto the vernacular. Queen of Spades has two very interesting different things. There's queen, which is royalty, which is a high position. We all know what a queen is. We also all know that spade is not ever really, particularly in its history, something that's positive. So you've got one thing that's lofty and the other one was a derogatory term that's being repurposed. Those two things clashing against each other, I just personally find interesting. Will our vernacular change over time? As the world is changing, we all know what's going on and we've seen what's been happening. And there's a younger generation coming through and they're looking at things a little differently. And I'm wondering if Queen of Spades is going to morph into something one day where they take the spades out of it and it's Queen of Kings or something else that is like an honorary thing. Um, or is spades repurposed just like other pejorative words have been repurposed and we own it now and we use the word. And we give it power in a different way. So anyway, I just want to point out, like, that's what I think of when I think of that. It's a very interesting term. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Mr. Mocha, how about you, brother? Hmm. Well, I I like the way Pagan Pagan breaks things down. Now, when I think of when I think of Queen of Spades, I mean, I'm black, so I grew up playing spades. And the most powerful suit in the card, the deck of cards is a spade. So that's kind of the first thing I think of. Secondly, the queen of spades that I've encountered, once again, we go back to the way they look at it. You have some of them who are either single white women or white women who've got a husband, which has always entertained me even, even more because she has a white husband. And... She's put her, made herself a queen of spades, which is the most powerful book suit in the book. And he's not her king. Her king is black. So she is subjugating him beneath the, the person or the type of person that she views to be her king. So to me, that says a whole lot. And I think behavior goes with things. When you see the behavior of women who wear that proudly, number one, we all we know that they, they're going to take a lot of flack for wearing that proudly. They're willing to take that persecution. They're willing to say very openly, I will not have sex with a person of my same race and any other race except for one who looks like me so mm -hmm. the fact that she's willing to put herself through that because if you know any you understand that they take flack they take lots of flack 
and they're willing to take that flack to get me, to get you. And if you hear her, if you talk to them, a lot of women, a lot of people don't even realize that the term spade was used as an insult. We know because we're black men mm-hmm. who are, you know, who've been on the, the earth for at least at least four decades. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. them look at it like the strong suit in the, in the deck of cards. So can I be in, am I insulted by it? Absolutely not. In fact, it tickles the shit out of me. It entertains the fuck out of me to to have a woman say point blank period. You are a king and I want to be a queen to someone like you and to say it to me with her husband sitting next to her. <laughs> That's instant erection in my book. <laughs> That's an erection in my you. book. <laughs> 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 All right, brother Dimitri, won't you won't you speak on it? <laughs> well, man, um, this is a tricky one, so I'm just gonna be honest. This hey, is where my we, we, we oh, want you to be honest, man. Don't pull no punches. Yeah, so this is where my ignorance overtakes, you know, overtakes on my education on this term because <laughs> it's very very complex. You know, no, I is when I hear that term, Queen of Spades. Yo, that means she getting the first invite to all my parties. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we need her. <laughs> we need her. But you know, uh, it, it's pretty much. Well, let me go from where my, my own turn from it. From it is uh, queen stage. You know, I always thought it meant a woman that just couldn't get enough of black dick. You know, she craves it, she desires it, she's so insatiable to it. You know, that's her, that's her top preference. Queen of Spades, you know, that's her, her full meal to her hunger. And that was always what I was, you know, I thought about it. I didn't put too much of an education behind it because, you know, I never really had a true conversation with a woman that labeled herself Queen of Spades. You know, uh, it's just like I said, when I hear that term, okay, yeah, let's go. I want to. Like you said, instant erection. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the fact that um, it's, it's still like a conflict and complex from, like you said, queen, hierarchy, stage, derogatory. And I kind of always wondered, do have they give themselves the education before they give themselves that label? Or what the words watered down, they just give it a whole new meaning because uh, our personal <laughs> meaning is the turn spade. You know, again, queen, yes, you up there, you on top of that pedestal, I get it, but that term spade, from what it means person to us, <laughs> it means something completely different to them. Mm-hmm. So it always came down to the bottom, to the gist of uh, respecting their label. You know, it much hands down just respecting their label. But again, you know, you want to let yourself a queen of space? Hey, I can invite you to a party with a lot of black dicks. Come on in. And <laughs> like I said, that's where, that was my take on it, you know, from just hearing that term. So I don't, I don't want to say uh, it was too much of a thought. It was more of a, a act and a reaction for me. That's pretty much what it was like. Yes, you know, that's a, oh yeah, it's a typical guy. 
I saw a queen of spades, my dick got hard. It wasn't all about, uh, I don't want her at the party. No, I want you at the fucking party. Come on, queen of spades, that's what you want to be? I got an environment for you. Get in here. And, <laughs> you know, that's where, that's where it comes down to me, you know. <laughs> Everybody just got the old take on it, but that's why I stand with it. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt, no. brother. No doubt. I mean, it's like, uh, no, go ahead. It's like you always say, Michael. It's like you always say, Michael, hard dick don't lie. Nah. So nah, damn your me. brain can be <laughs> conflicted about it all at once. But meanwhile, downstairs, the party started. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, one thing that I'll say about it, and, and, and Pagan alluded to this earlier, not all women in this lifestyle who enjoy playing with black men identify themselves as a queen of spades. But we do know that when you are in the presence of one of those women, there's something special going on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not trying to say that they're better, but they're just different. Like they're, it's almost like, almost like a religious experience. I mean, I'm not trying to be blasphemous, but if you've experienced it, then you know what I'm talking about. And for me personally, mm-hmm. I revel in that energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I soak that shit up. It's like a warm blanket. Man, it's, it's, it's like a warm blanket sucking your thumb <laughs> with your favorite teddy bear. I mean, in front of a fireplace. It's... it's like you, you, yeah. you know, and for those, for those that get it, because every dude doesn't get it, but for those of us that get it, we know when we're in the presence of that kind of energy. And like Mr. Mocha said, the way that I choose to look at it, and again, I think this is all how people look at it. If you, if, if you're the kind of person that focuses on the word spade, then that's on you. I mean, I'm not going to tell you you're right. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. That's just how you choose to look at it. Personally, if I'm being honest, I think that most of these women are not even aware of the history behind that word. To them, it's the deck of cards thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's usually regarded as Mm -hmm. the most powerful card. I mean, you, you go buy a deck of cards and nine times out of 10, the picture on the deck you know, the picture on the box is the ace of spades. You know what I'm saying? It ain't the diamond. It ain't the heart. It ain't the clubs. It's the spade. You know what I'm saying? It's the top card. Yep. You know what I mean? We all, you know, I don't know how popular it is in other cultures, but in our culture, the game spades is <laughs> mad popular. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and when, you, you know, it's the trump card. When you trump tight, <laughs> you know, when you're calling out the books, you counting the spades you got. You know, so aces and deuces. There you go. So, but like Mr. Mocha said, if you focus on the queen aspect of it, then what goes with that queen is the king. I'm saying, and so if you if you look at yourself as a king, that term is not going to bother you. If that term bothers you. And again, we're talking about the context of this lifestyle. I'm not promoting anybody in the vanilla going out, you know, meeting some guy at Starbucks and immediately hitting him with, 
you know, you got a BBC because I'm a queen of spades because he might not know what the fuck you're talking about. You might have a bad day. Yeah, I'm saying we're, we're, what we're talking about here is we're talking as it pertains to this lifestyle that we all enjoy so much. I'm saying so. So, Michael, based on what you just said, right. uh, If the queen of spades is the queen to the king of spades, I totally get that. But they don't call us kings of spades, but they call us kings. They do. But to me, and this might be also to Dimitri's point, it's not related. They don't they don't. The queen of spades, and I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, I love the fucking term. No, please so I'm do. Just, please do. I, I'm just pointing out. But they don't they don't say that you're the king to that queen. She is a queen. A queen of what? Of spades. Mm-hmm. And we all know what spades are. But do so, but do they? It is the, do they know what spades? No, are? no, because generationally that term is so out of style. That's like spook or something. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what that means. To them, spook is for Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That that's a generational thing. I think Mocha, Mr. Mocha pointed it out. Like you've been on a planet for four decades, you know. But that is something that is interesting. But let's face it: the the women that we are dealing with are also in that age group. They do know. I think the new ones, the young girls, the twenty somethings. No, they don't. But most of these women are not that. So it is an interesting little gray area. I'm just pointing mm-hmm. that out. <laughs> no, absolutely. absolutely. No, I, you know, some, I, I agree with that, you know, and that's why like even to me, it's like when you, when you start breaking things down, a lot of it, a lot of it comes with the energy behind things and mm-hmm. it comes with, and, and this is something that, which is really funny is Dim- Dimitri and I are very similar. We've met people who know each other and they're like, man, these two guys are two peas in the pot. And I've been around Mike. I've had the pleasure of, of meeting Pagan in person. But when you, when you step back and look at the way we are treated by the people who use the term BBC or by the people who, you know, label themselves queen yeah. of spades we are old enough and we are wise enough to know when someone has malice and when they're proud to attach themselves to you or to go out in public wearing a shirt or to tell people point blank period, even in vanilla world, I only fuck black men. Like it's that energy behind it. And we've all met somebody and go back to Demetrius point earlier. There are definitely that percentage of people out there who are on bullshit who have bad intentions mm-hmm. and who want to come at you a certain way. Those people, I give it to them both barrels, but everybody else is really about the intent, the, the intentions behind it. What was your motivation? And if mm-hmm. like when, when I have parties, you know, the people who are here, hell we have the, the guys coming here and these ladies are, they're blown away. They're just to see the way they look at the guys, the way they touch the guys, the way they, they admire them. Like there's no malice there. And that kind of, that's my thing. If there's no malice, then, you know, I'm good. <clears throat> no, no, that's, 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 that's real. You know what I'm saying, and yeah. for, for, for any woman out there who's listening 
if you choose to identify yourself as that, if that's what you feel in your heart, and like 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 Mr. Mocha said, especially when you are claiming that in front of your husband, strong men, we dig that shit. Mm-hmm. And strong men in the lifestyle, we dig that shit. So whatever flack you catch, like Pagan said, I understand that we generally keep quiet on that, but understand why we keep quiet. It's not because we don't want to speak up. It's because we're used to dealing with people who want to talk shit about something that they don't really know about. So mm-hmm. pardon my French, but I think this goes for all of us. Our attitude is fuck them niggas. I'm not going to waste my time with them. I got more important shit to do. You know I got more important shit to do. Fuck them. Yes. I'm, let them think what they want to think. I ain't going to yeah. lose no sleep over it. I'm not going to waste my breath on it. I'm going to keep doing me. I'm saying so it's not that we don't want to support y'all. It's just that we come at it from a completely different perspective. But that's why I wanted to do this so that we could speak on it and speak on it in an intelligent way. And not only that, but invite anybody. If you disagree with anything that we are saying and you want to come on and have an intelligent conversation and echo your point, we are more than happy to have you. The floor is yours. Absolutely. If you're trying to do some Twitter beef nonsense, I ain't got no time for it. Yeah, we're adults. You are not going to confine what I got to say to X number of characters. No. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to comment and have some Twitter thread and reach your followers and get up on your soapbox and preach, have at it. I got my life to live. I got more important things to worry about. But if you want to come on and have intelligent dialogue, whether it's with all four of us, whether it's one at a time, I'm sure none of us here are going to shy away from that conversation. Hmm. No. You know what I'm saying? Yes. None of us. What he said. <laughs> yeah, I'm with him. You got to go to the, yeah, my, my, you gotta go to the next question, man. You just put a nail in that one, man. It's, it's, it's done. <laughs> okay, so on to the next topic. Um, one of the things that I see people, uh, mainly other people of color, the thing that they have a problem with is they feel like uh, that this lifestyle, whether it's the term BBC or what have you, is kind of putting black men in, in a box and fetishizing black men. You know what I'm saying? And black men who feel like, well, I'm, I'm more than that. I don't want to be a fetish. So I'm curious to hear, you know, we're, we're, we're black men in this lifestyle. We're no strangers to the term BBC. We know that we're a fetish. So I'm curious to hear, what are your thoughts on being a fetish? And Brother Dimitri, I want you to, to go first. <laughs> okay. I think I know what he's going to say. Yeah, I think I know. Hey, I you know, I got to cross the mold, brother, you know? <laughs> hey, man. But you know, <laughs> I can't get that shit out. Hey, but you know, of course, you know, the fetish is there, you know, and you know, speaking from a positive and a personal, you know, point of view, hey, splash mocha. 
you know, is is designed for that, you know, is is designed specifically for people that have that fetish of black men. That's what we that's what it's for. But you know, just like Mr. Mocha said, you know, upon getting within that fetish, it's their responsibility to you know show more or teach them more about you. But yes, but the, the I don't want to call it tight fetish. I really don't want to call it because there's so many avenues within that that box. So, so, um, so that's a very conversation because my mind went splash mocha. God, I can't wait the next month. It's a fetish, uh, and it's a it's a general and a genuine fetish, and uh, I can't knock it. I can't. I really can't speak much on that, you know, because of, like I feel biased because of Splash Mocha. I really can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want to get too personal. <laughs> no. Don't pass that mic to the next person. I'll come back around. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Mocha, how about you, brother? Being a fetish, how does that make you feel? <laughs> you already know my answer. <laughs> I like being a fucking fetish, and let and, and let's let's go ahead and put this out there because I need you to ask that question one more time. Ask the question like you asked the first time. How do, how do you feel being a fetish? No, that's you. You said a lot more than that because it was the the thought that people in the lifestyle want BBC. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. telling you for a fact. The whole concept of BBC, we're not just going to beat up white women with this. Because how many black women do you know will not fuck with you if you don't got a big dick? Period. They talk about it with their girls. <laughs> it's, it's, every, everyone, everybody loves the BBC. So, a lot of people are offended because white women love BBC. I got five sisters and five daughters. I've heard them talk about dudes. Okay. So the concept of BBC, you have people who want to jump on a high horse and get pissed off. And it's not because they feel like, oh, well, black men are being. No, they're upset because black women will be pissed off. if You got a small dick, but they're going to talk shit. (laughs) They'll talk shit if white women are talking about your big dick. No, everybody wants a big (laughs) black dick. They all do. So, like, for me, it's, it's not a lifestyle fetish. It's a fetish everywhere. Look at movies. Look at look everywhere. Any place you go. I've traveled the entire planet. Dimitri, you've traveled, traveled the globe. When we show Ooh. up, I don't care if it's in a African country, a Latin country, any country. When we show up, they all want the big black dick. And that's lifestyle or out of the lifestyle. So like for us to be like, oh well, I'm I'm offended because somebody fantasizes about me. Like, they've been made <laughs> this has been going on forever. I mean, think <laughs> and I, I yeah. know this is probably gonna be off-putting, but I'm gonna say it. Think about how many bad situations 50, 60 years ago people that look like us have got into because someone who looks like different than us wanted some black dick but didn't want to admit it it's not a new thing mm-hmm. 
been a fetish for mm-hmm. forever. So, yeah. <laughs> now that we live in an era where I can get my piece of the pie for being part of the fetish, fucking sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this dude, me and this dude was separated at birth, man. I don't even know. I, I like, I, I literally can't say different words than this dude. Uh, no, it's like. I wish you, man. I wish you. It's the, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Again, we have the luxury to play with it. Like, I, I will say that, like, that same thing, you brought up history, right? So if we're just going to touch on it for a minute, there's a lot of people that look at that same history, and you have an amazing zen-like positive sexual spin on it. Other people can't do that shit. They no. can't have that spin on it. They They hear what you just said, and they go to a whole different place than sexy time. So I get that and I understand you. I was raised like that in a super religious environment. I was taught to think that way. My brain was wired like that. I get it. I was one of you. But at the same time, yeah, I'm with Mr. Mocha. To me, complaining in the lifestyle, I'm not saying at your job or at church, complaining in the lifestyle about being fetishized is akin to a supermodel complaining that everybody's you know looking at her appearance too much thank you like you're a supermodel though so if you were a senator i could see your (laughs) point but you're a supermodel your appearance is your job we are in this thing to do a thing that is a fetishized thing so to to parse it out and say i'm offended by this and that i'm sorry I, i can respect it to some degree because I respect all people's opinions, but I, th- I think you're in the wrong business. Yeah, you're playing 100%. in the wrong sandbox. I tell pretty girls this all the time. Yep. The ones who complain about everybody staring at their ass when they got their ass out and their titties out. If a, if if tomorrow <laughs> you were no longer pretty and you couldn't get that attention, you'd be on Main yeah. Street sucking dick to try to get that same attention. So for the dudes out there who's complaining about the attention they're getting... If it's a problem, turn down the pussy. Turn it down. <laughs> no, 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 the pussy. Okay. You see me as a BBC. I'm yep. not going to fuck you. I'm going to go fuck somebody who sees me for who I am, although they've never seen me before in my life. And by the way, the next time you see a pretty girl, don't go talk to her because you're fucking a hypocrite because you only like her because of what she looks like. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Yeah. Now, nah, real talk, real talk. Um, as 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 far as my perspective on this, like I alluded to earlier, we've grown up with fetishes. You know what I'm saying every people will deny it, but like P said earlier, one of the things I'm fond of saying: a hard dick don't lie. What makes your dick hard? You know what I'm saying we all have a fetish, whether it's the, a, a a look. I got buddies, and I've had conversations with you guys. So, for as crazy as it may seem. I've encountered this fetish more than enough to surprise me, but I've got buddies that they got a thing for whether you want to call them dwarves or little people or, you know, back in the day, midgets, whatever. I've got friends that that's their thing. That's what they want. That's what they hope to find. They talk about it. They fantasize about it. You know, mm-hmm. got guys that are in the Asians, blondes, brunettes, tall, short, thick, thin, you know, what have you. So my question to everybody, especially those of us who are in this lifestyle, 
who doesn't want to be a fetish? Who doesn't want to be regarded as someone who, when someone thinks about you, when someone looks at you, they get excited. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. like, I'm sorry, but I, I, I can't wrap my head around the downside to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to, I want to yeah. understand the other side. I really do, but you know, if I, I could go to anybody, like re, re, whatever your type is, if you are 400 pounds, if I told you, hey man. Do you know that there are women out there who play with themselves thinking about being with a guy that looks like you? Is he going to be upset mm-hmm. at that? You know I mean, yeah. if I tell a woman who, 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 who feels self-conscious about the fact that she's four foot eight and I tell her, hey, uh-huh. do you know that there are guys who fantasize about being with a woman like you? Is she going to be upset at that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't see the downs, again, context of the lifestyle. I don't, I don't see the, it's hard for me to see the downside of that. Now, of course, we don't want that to be all that people see, but I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying as long as I'm getting what I want, because here's the, one of the reasons why I don't have a problem with it is the same way that they are fetishizing me, I'm fetishizing them. Yes, sir. What? You know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 turn, I'm turning it right back around. Like, Big yo, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, Mr. Mocha liked them tick old biddies. If you didn't know. (laughs) Hey, man, look, I want to share this with you guys because I cannot stop laughing over here. No, when I keep hearing the the term from fetish slash mocha keep coming to my fucking brain. That's coming up in like a couple weeks. (laughs) Yes, man. It's like, but I picture myself with a fucking top hat with a vest on, and I'm just out there going Splash Smoker 2022, Splash Smoker for a lot of this. <laughs> Goo, you know, it's like I'm trying to poop that shit down your throat. And, you know, like I said, oh, about Splash Smoker, that fetish, it can get you, um, <laughs> brother, I tell you, just that term, that fetish, I had to turn down pussy. Do you know how heartbreaking that is? Hey, I seen him turn down pussy. Yeah. Yes. To turn down. <laughs> and it, it was like My wife almost it, raped him. Yes. Bro, think about it. I had to turn down pussy from <laughs> Thursday to Saturday. And then here comes Sunday when I'm off, the pussy go. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, that, everybody that checked out. Everybody you know, that checked out. You guys that you guys got that finished fulfilled. I'm on the plane still with a hard boot. Like, like wait till I get the tablet, bro. I'm gonna beat it out of somebody. <laughs> oh man. Man, Mr. Mr. Mocha, man. Mr. Mocha, cut the check for your new sponsor over here, man. That's <laughs> that's the best endorsement I've ever heard. That's the best commercial ever. No, 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 no. Now, one of the things that I, w- I wanted to bring up, and it kind of alludes back to the first thing that we talked about, but it kind of fits into this. And it 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 plays into what <clears throat> Mr. Mocha was talking about earlier about the Queen of Spades and the uh, the connection to the king aspect of it. I remember I had an instance with a young lady and... I'm the kind of person where I'm not going to tell you how to address me, whether it's sir, 
whether it's master, whether it's daddy, whether it's king. Like my thing is, what do I inspire you to call me? You know what I'm saying? And I can remember being in a situation where, like I said, I was chilling with a young lady and, you know, she had a hotel room and I had to take a piss. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I went to the bathroom, you know, didn't close the door, wasn't paying attention. And before I knew it, she had come up behind me and grabbed my dick and was like, let me hold that for you, King. And I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, okay. Yeah, you. <laughs> like, oh, I can give Dimitri a moment. Yeah. Give Dimitri a moment to process that. Like, oh, I can get, I can, I, I can get with this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I just, I just remember in that moment feeling like, like, like there are a lot of people that say it. But it's another thing when the rubber meets the road and it's like, yo, this is what she really believes. And you know when you're in the presence of someone that believes that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure I would bet my last dollar on the fact that each of you have found yourselves in that situation. So what I'm curious to know is what is it like when her actions are showing you, and I'm not, I'm not talking about just in a while you're fucking way, but when her actions are showing you that that is the way that she views you. Hey, as Mike, that I gotta came. pause you one second. I'm sorry. You've just nailed the root of all all the conflict. A lot of guys have never experienced that. We have, but a lot of guys mm -hmm. have never experienced that, and and. If they've experienced it, they may have only experienced it one out of 30 times. When you consistently experience that and you have someone refer to refer to with that level of sincerity and admiration, if all the guys out there had experienced this, not all of them, because you have some guys who are very cerebral and who really, really thinks like I talk to you every day. I talk to Demetrius every day. I can see where Demetrius before had <clears throat> like he said, he felt that way because he's a thinker. He challenges my mind every day. And both of you guys know that I'm one stubborn some bitch <laughs> and <laughs> he challenges my brain. That being said, outside of a guy who's very cerebral. The only people are going to get really offended by this stuff is the guy who's never experienced what you just spoke of. Or let's just be honest, a guy who don't got a BBC, but he's black and he went to somebody's house who was expecting the BBC and he showed with an LBC <laughs> and, and then he was salty as fuck because I know plenty of those guys. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. I'm, so, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I'm sorry. Nah, but I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to say it like this. And, and you know, there are, are, are ladies who are listening to this right now who I've been with and they're going to laugh because I call myself an ABC all the time. And that's because <laughs> I host parties. I mean, and I've said this before. I've seen more dicks than the average man should in a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like. I've seen some big ass dicks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm cool with what I got. 
But even if I didn't have this, those guys who haven't experienced it, my question to them is, do you carry yourself like a king? I carry myself like a king. And I know all three of you. You know what I'm saying? I know mm-hmm. each and every one of you. You carry yourself like a king. You know what I'm saying? The same way, if you want to talk about the BDSM aspect of it, I carry myself like mm-hmm. a dom. I, and I tell women all the time, I'm dominant. I'm not domineering. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There is a difference. I mean, I have a cool, calm, and all of you guys do, cool, calm, self-assured energy about you. And when you carry yourself like that, God damn it, do they respond to that shit. That shit is like a fucking cologne. That shit is like a fucking elixir. Like they can't help but be drawn to it. And the like thing pheromones. is, yeah, like we we don't do it to have them come to us. That's just how we get down. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's funny, and I, and I, I, I you know, I'd spoken on this before, and not trying to get too far off topic, but you hear the term alpha thrown around a lot in this lifestyle, mm-hmm. and for me. Yeah. My thing is, let me see how you are when you're in the company of other men. Let me see where that alpha is. And it's not about being the loudest. It's not about being the biggest. It's not about being the strongest. It's not about having the most money. It's not about being the best dressed. You know what I'm saying? How do you carry yourself when you are in the presence of other men? When you watch a group of men, you can see who the alpha is because number one the alpha ain't got to tell you he's the alpha he ain't gonna waste his time telling you 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 can tell just by watching him paying attention to him and watching how he moves in other words he ain't worried about nobody else he can talk to people he can listen to people he can empathize but he ain't like there is nothing that anybody there can say that can make him think any differently about himself so in response to what Mr. Mocha said about the guys who haven't experienced it, that would be my question is, do you carry yourself like a king? Not do you say you're a king, but do you carry yourself like a king? And it's got nothing to do with your socioeconomic status. I mean, I don't care whatever job you do, blue collar, white collar, entrepreneur, what have you. Do you carry yourself like a king? Because if you carry, if you're in this lifestyle and you carry yourself like a king, trust me, you will be treated I like agree. one. For sure. <laughs> and, 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 and the words of Mr. Forrest Gump, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> you know, um, my experience uh, with, you know, engaging the behavior of a sub was uh, in my vanilla relationship. And it threw me off where I didn't understand. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It was as simple as, you know, you know how you go into a later house your first time, you, you in her environment, you know, your first time at mm-hmm. her place, she trusts you to come to her house. And uh, it was one situation like that. And when I walked through the door, she dropped on her knees and started untying my shoes. I was like, what the fuck you doing? Get the, mm-hmm. get the fuck up. I said, don't tell t- me I see you a fucking lady. Get the fuck up. And she started crying. So I didn't get it. I didn't get it because... Are we not live? Yo, can you start over, D? 
We lost you for a second, brother. Oh, uh, where is um, where you losing me at? Hello. You, you were, you were, you yeah. You, can you hear us? Yes. You were, no, you were interjecting with a comment. You were saying on based on your experience with something about no. being with subs. No, I say uh, my first experience with a sub was uh in my vanilla relationship. I didn't understand her past relationship because she never talked about it. So she carried that energy to me, but I wasn't in that environment yet. So it threw me off. So when I walked into this lady's house, she dropped on her knees and started untying my shoes and trying to cave to me. And I told her to get the fuck up what she was doing. And she started crying. And I, it totally, it just threw me, it wigged me out. But I didn't understand. I didn't understand her past, nor did she ever share her past with me. So the more she shared with me, then the more I started embracing it. But before I act on it, I educated myself on it. So that's what that's what brought my comfort. And for my sub or women that look at me as a dumb as a dumb, they call me sir. You know, that's always sir or for those small favors or permission to speak or just anything that catered to me. You know, that sense, that gave me a sense of uh, accomplishments, pride, calmness. You know, you can have a shitty fucking day on the outside of your door. But when you walk back in the comfort of your home or their home and you know that energy is there, and you can fucking relax and you know everything's going to be taken care of. It's an assurance for me. So, again, I wear mm-hmm. that I wear that feeling like I wear a badge of honor. Like, it, you know, everybody got that patch on the Boy Scout belt. And that's another patch I got on top. So mm-hmm. that's, how made, that's what made, how it made me feel at, from my personal point. All right, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. So I want to move on on to the on to the next topic, and we all know that. Oh yeah, this I mean, has been the last year and a half has been hectic. I mean, <laughs> from a pandemic standpoint, from a race relations standpoint, there have been a number of events going on. I'm saying, you know, uh, police brutality, you know, uh, you know, unarmed black people, people of color being killed, I mean, by the cops. And, and, and what's come of that is this whole kind of wokeness. And we've seen that trickle down into the lifestyle with people kind of evaluating what they feel and what they think and am I a racist for seeing black men for preferring black men for using BBC or call like people are very very sensitive to that right now so I'm just kind of curious to have you brothers speak on from where you sit how does all of this affect you has it affected the way you think has it affected your your perception I'm saying as far as this you know, quote unquote, woke culture. Uh, Peyton, why don't you hit that first, brother? 
It's like we're passing a blunt around. So why don't you go ahead and hit that? <laughs> <laughs> if if you could see me right now, you wouldn't you would see how true that is. Um but it's like yeah, this is a big one, you know, right? Is is it's really kind of digging deep like uh, Mr. Mocha said, you don't have to intellectualize these things, you know. The lifestyle is like the movie The Matrix. You can be in all deep in all the philosophy and the nature of reality, or you could just watch the kung fu. It's it's for everybody. So if you want to watch the kung fu, you're not even thinking about this stuff. But let's go let's go into the people who are thinking about it. The it is it's it's an unusual time to be in. We're in the basically the second civil rights movement in this country's history of any note. People who were in the civil rights movement, Sam Jackson marched with Martin Luther King and he said, I've never seen anything like this though, because the white people are out there marching. This is a whole nother level in terms of the saturation to the culture because white people are out there in droves as opposed to peppered in amongst us. So this is a huge moment in history. Obviously, these conversations are going to come up, and I welcome them. You asked, does it change me and Iota? Thank you. Thank you. I can also speak for Mr. Mocha. No, it hasn't changed us. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of, did, did my did my dick suddenly go limp around racial things? Oh, fuck no. I, I am who I was before. I'm able to hold multiple things. I'm able to hold what a, a, a word can mean outside yelled at me from a pickup truck and what a word can mean inside of a dungeon when I'm in control is it's, there's my brain. I'm sorry. I apologize. You know, America that thinks everything should be one thing, that portion of our country. I'm not going to dumb down for that. I'm going to be able to be something when it comes to my politics and stuff. And quite frankly, the things that are going on with the civil rights and all of these issues being brought up, is part of what charges me in the lifestyle, intellectual. You know, I'm, I'm a sapiosexual, so intellectually, I'm interested in the connection between sexuality and my mind. Mm -hmm. And some of this stuff is all intertwined in ways that I'll never figure out fully. <laughs> but I can tell you this, I'm a black man in America that, as Mr. Mocha pointed out, has been here through some stuff. It's, I'm not in my 20s. I'm not a millennial. I've seen different sides of America. And there's no question that these things that I enjoy in the lifestyle with Queens of Spades and race play and all these things is not connected to my experience, sometimes very horrible in America. And it is a catharsis. It is a way for me to psychologically, I'm sure, work out these things in a way that I have control over. I'm literally the dominant and I'm having a fuck ton of fun with these women. So, you know, I'm sorry if you don't understand it all. I don't, you don't have to get it, but you don't get a right to come over and on my lawn and yell at me about how wrong it is when you really don't know all the nuances of it. And you haven't educated yourself. And even if you have and you disagree, I fucking love get off guy. my lawn. <laughs> Go do your thing. I'm over here doing my thing. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Mocha, why don't you speak <clears throat> on that, brother? Your, your, the, your thoughts and feelings on, let's just say, the increased awareness 
Don't take the words out of my mouth. I mean, mouth. it's always. Mike, don't take the words out of my mouth. We've always been You're aware. about to do it. You're about to mess it up. Stop doing that. You like do it when I'm on the phone with you every day. Don't take the words out of my mouth. Let me say it. Got fucking Now you jumping in fucking up my shit. I know I'm I'm about to fuck up Dimitri's shit because I know he's thinking what I'm thinking, so I'm about to go ahead and take it off. Free tone, brother. All right, so so here's here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna get a little deep. The whole woke thing, it's a beautiful thing. I'm glad people are woke. Realistically speaking, this shit's been happening for years. The police brutality, all of this stuff. Technically speaking, and this is what's sad, police brutality is down. The only difference is they can see it now. Back when we were younger, we were yelling the shit from the rooftops. And they had the option of closing their eyes and pretend they didn't see it. So even though police brutality is down, everyone's in the uproar because now social media, now now it can be out there. So for us, we lived this shit. We grew up. We saw it. We felt it. So did it change me? No. Hell, I'm happy that 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 you guys that the other people are jumping in there and and yelling and screaming. Saying, hey, this stuff's not fair, but hell, this shit's been happening my whole life. So if it didn't break me when nobody was out there advocating for us, it's definitely not gonna break me now. And as far as how I feel about the people who are bringing the quote unquote wokeness into the lifestyle, well, that's another subject. All right. It's a fucking fantasy world. This is a fantasy world. And everything comes down to one thing. When I interact with another person or group of people in the lifestyle, because the lifestyle, like I think you said, it's an ecosystem. There's so many different things and there's so many different ways that people play within this ecosystem. So... I'm going to make sure that I get into that. I'm in that part of the ecosystem that accommodates me. And if I interact or encounter other people that we don't vibe with, go over there and have your fantasy, whatever it may be. So your quote unquote wokeness, like you would be amazed that I actually, I've actually literally had a woman a white woman telling me why I should be offended that someone calls me a BBC. And she wanted to argue the point with me. It, it amazed me. Like I was tickled to death. I don't get like, like I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> and a little while later, she was talking about how much, how, how all these guys, she, she dyes her hair. She dyes her hair blonde. She's not a natural blonde. And she was saying how guys love her fucking blonde hair. Oh. So what's the difference? So the wokeness within the lifestyle, I appreciate you wanting to come and save me. But before everyone was woke, the ass kickers that we survived (laughs) 
we were okay in this fantasy world let me have it out in the real world where you got these young kids who need it help them out yeah yeah you know mr mocha hits on something that like sometimes somebody will say something a certain way and it just clicks for you the way you just said it's a it's a fantasy world right that that is this is a public service announcement for the people that want to go on twitter and make these statements about you know the the woman who was lecturing you (laughs) you just realize that you're the person that's at a play and when julius caesar gets stabbed you run out from the audience and say, stop attacking that man. You're the only one. You're, you're, I, I appreciate where your heart is. And if, I, if I'm on the street, please stop the person stabbing someone in real life. Keep your wokeness out of my fantasy world. But I, I, you're an ally in the workplace and to move social justice forward. I, I'm on your team. But don't come in here doing that. And all I can say, man, when people attack anything around race and, and, and these, these sexual games, these fantasies, as, as he rightly put it, everybody's familiar with BDSM. It's been in pop culture forever. Mm-hmm. Everybody's oh, seen yeah. the movie Seven. We all know what you know, whips and chains and leather masks are, right? So no, no one says, no one that has any intelligence says, well, if you're doing that in a bedroom and you've got those chains and handcuffs and all that and whips, well, then you're, you're, you're a proponent of violence is what you're doing. You're spreading violence out in the streets. No one says that. They know that's a separate fantasy thing. When you play with race, it is exactly the same. So that's not something that necessarily out on the streets is what you would do or operate as, what you would find offensive or not. But you have to realize that that's a space where these things can happen that have nothing to do with the real world. In fact, and sometimes it's the opposite of what's in the real world. So, you know. Nah, man. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, just, just for the record, man, I'm enjoying this so fucking much, man. Like, <laughs> like I know that we're recording this and this is going to be an episode, but. I relish each opportunity I get to, 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 to kick it with y'all. And for those of you that don't know, this is the first time that mm-hmm. Mr. Mocha and Pagan have gotten a chance to talk. We've, we've, yeah, yeah. Dimitri and I have talked about them to each other. So they're aware it's of each honor. other, but this is the first time you know what I'm saying that they got to talk and it warms my heart. Oh yeah. Cause I, I knew just like Dimitri <laughs> knew, like we knew they were going to click. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> but to see it, to, yeah, but to see it happen, you know I mean, to witness yeah. it, you know I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing. You know I mean, as far as, as, as the wokeness uh, thing goes, I agree with all of y'all, man, you know, like those are two separate domains outside the bedroom, inside the bedroom. You guys have heard me say this before. What goes on inside the bedroom, <laughs> if there are some people out there who are not offended by what I'm doing in the bedroom, then I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it right. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm, I'm not a vanilla dude. I'm a, I'm a nasty 
kinky. He sounds like Dolomite. <laughs> Period. Yes. Point blank. I don't want no kinky. You nasty. Yeah, I'm a black kinky motherfucker. Oh, yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. I'm yeah. black and I'm. Yeah, Dolomite is my spirit animal. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying. And and I want to keep it that way because, like, 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 Mister Mocha said, it's Fantasy Island, man. There, there, there is so much shit that we deal with in the real world, the everyday rigmarole, going through it, watching the news. Your phone, your alerts are popping up. This story <laughs> and that story. This is my escape. <laughs> Don't fuck with my escape. Don't. I mean, because because if you fuck with my escape, <laughs> bad things happen. <laughs> bad things happen. I mean, like we 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 all have our escape. Even vanilla people, whatever your escape is, I don't care if it's you out there in front of your grill, or I know my man Dimitri is a, is a, is a Florida boy. I know a lot of Florida boys. They love to fucking fish. That is their escape. Put them out on the lake, mm-hmm. put them out on the river, put them out on a boat, put a rod and reel in their hand, <laughs> and for however long they're out there, you need a they're, they're, they're able to forget about everything else that's going along. I don't fish. <laughs> I fuck I dominate. I get nasty. That's what I do. Don't fuck with my escape. I'm saying if you got your feelings on what you feel, do you. But don't 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 come knocking on my bedroom door. I'm saying don't come knock. Take take that shit elsewhere. Like Pagan said, in the real world, if you want to be woke and champion real causes, be it voter rights or equal rights or holding police accountable or whatever i'm with that i'm with you but don't don't knock on my bedroom door with that shit you know i'm saying and be and be able to understand that like pagan said i can coexist with these different sides of me in the same body in the same form I mean, I'm not one and I'm not the other. I'm comprised of both. And be intelligent enough to know that you're dealing with somebody that not only can articulate what they feel, but can move freely back and forth between both dimensions. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, 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 I appreciate, you know, people call them, you know, social justice warriors. and Like, I appreciate that. Like, like, focus that where it needs to be focused. you don't want to us focusing focused. on what you do in the bedroom. We don't need your focus on what we do in the bedroom. We don't. We got this. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. like, like we got this. I mean, let us, let us do what we do. Let me have my escape. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? Crazy as it may seem, you can be both. You can be the person in the real world and also be the person that enjoys this kink. Like, if I'm not mistaken, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, the woman that you were referring to earlier when you went in the bathroom and she was like, no, let me hold your dick for you, King. That same woman 
contributes towards social justice causes like on a regular oh, basis. Absolutely. Like it's actively. Yeah. No, she's so real she's with both it. things. Yeah, she's real with it. Yeah. She's so she's able to be both things at the same time. You don't have to make a choice between the two. You can expand your mind and maybe there's something out there where you can actually reconcile and one speaks to the other. Weird the amount of closed minded people no, find in lifestyle. Absolutely. Like I'm saying it's like an oxymoron to be closed minded in the lifestyle. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's that's one of the things that's always tripped me out about the lifestyle is when I see people in the lifestyle who are judgmental of other people in the lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that shit has always tripped me out. Yeah, I mean, like I'm always yeah. like I'm always trying to understand that. And under- <laughs> like I've, I've the dude and we the thing, one of the things that we all share, we all host parties. You know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I've hosted parties and I've, 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 I've literally stood next to a husband watching his wife take four, five, six dudes <laughs> watching that and have him say, oh, yeah, this is hot, but I'm not with that cuck shit. <laughs> like, like, dude, <laughs> your wife is airtight right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I'm not saying that that's got to be yeah. a thing, but how are you going to look down your nose at them? <laughs> When yeah. the mother of your children, the woman that I've, I've been to your house, I've seen your wedding photo. Like when that woman, you you stood in the church with her in front of all of your family and friends and professed your undying love to her, and she's been stuck like a pincushion right now. Like how are you going to judge other people when yeah. you know that even the people who love you and call you friend and brother and son and father? If they knew what you were doing, and, they would be fucking and appalled. Offended. <laughs> Go ahead, Pete. Like, that's the shit that's always tripped me out. I was just, I was, <laughs> oh, I was just, I was just laughing because like, you say like, how could you be saying like I with that cuck shit, and your wife is getting stuck like a pin cushion, and I was just laughing because that dude is mm-hmm. like, because like you guys, I can be two things at once. Yeah. <laughs> like those those people in a I guess in a negative way are also two things at once. They're sitting there doing that and they also are judging other people. It doesn't it doesn't compute to me because obviously people in the lifestyle are the last people that want to be judged. And so it is like it's it's like matter and antimatter. They shouldn't mix. Mm-hmm. But somehow there is that there is that part of of our community that thinks that something is better than others. And I, you know. At the end of the day, it's probably just human nature. You know, we we sometimes when we're not at our best, we just try to find ways to separate ourselves or look down on something else, you know. But mostly, I don't feel like it is that. I think mostly I think it's more positive people and accepting people. So that's the good thing. Okay, now, like I said, I got I to gotta keep this moving because, like I said, we could spend all day on just any one of these topics. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all are all very thoughtful introspective uh types of dudes which is why i love each and every last one of y'all um 